Welcome to the Happy Homestead Podcast. I'm thankful that you found your way here. You're in the right place if you're looking for meaningful conversation that's raw, that's genuine, and that is centered around Christ. There may also be some conversation sprinkled in about coffee, chickens, day-to-day life that tends to be a bit messy, and also some things about the Enneagram. I hope that you can snuggle up with me with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and that we can dive in together and that this becomes a safe, relaxing place of rest for you. Thank you for joining me. My name is Elizabeth and I'm excited for this journey. Blessings. So, um, the title of this is, um, Obedience is Better Than Sacrifice. So, um, most of you, I think, here, um, know that in the last couple of, uh, lessons, um, at church that we've had, the, that, uh, phrase has been said. And so I actually wrote the dates down on Wednesday, July 28th. Um, the minister was um, John Kish. He actually said that. Um, my grandmother has said that um, also. And then July 30th, that following Sunday, Pastor Ernie um, taught on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so before that, um, and I didn't write it down, but my husband and I, we've heard that saying lately um, from like different different places, different people. And it wasn't weird until Sunday morning in church because by the time Wednesday had come around, it's like, yeah, we've, we've heard that a couple of times. Well, then Sunday, that's what pastor spoke on, and we just, like, turned and looked at each other, and we were like, Some, God's trying to tell us something. Well, um, Sunday after church, we had uh, my my parents over, um, and, and um, Angie and Tramp and Jonathan, and we just had a nice visit, and we had pizza, and it was it was a nice fellowship. Well, after they, well while they were there, um, my dad had looked up this Christian comedy skit, and we all watched this Christian comedy skit. It was funny. It was there was nothing wrong with it. Well, Dad left. If you leave the YouTube on, <laughs> more stuff keeps playing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, he left it on, and they <coughs> left. Well, we didn't turn it off, and we were just sitting and talking. And not paying attention to what was on the TV. And a sermon came on by the guy that did the Christian comedy skit. And his sermon was on obedience is better than sacrifice. We didn't pick it. We didn't search it. It just was on. And we just immediately, we were like, okay. Like, God's trying to tell us something. And um, several nights before that, I was, my husband and I were laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. And I just asked him, I said, What does that mean? Like, what is God trying to tell us? Obedience is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the pet of rams. Mm-hmm. And so after that, 
we heard it several more times. <coughs> so um, that's what was on my mind. Um, you know, whenever I I asked the Lord, like, what what am you know what am I supposed to to speak on? Um, anytime that I'm supposed to speak, I always kind of get nervous because I know a lot of people. Not that I'm somebody, but I know that a lot of people like they look to me for different things. And I want to make sure that the stuff that I do give is edifying for the body and the soul. And it's not just garbage. Mm -hmm. Because anybody can teach garbage. It's easy. It's free, you know. So, um, so anyway, so I prayed about it. And um, to be honest with you, I, um, I have just been struggling with different things. Um, and so... Uh, this morning, um, whenever I got up to study, I just had to um, cry out to the Lord and just, you know, like, um, I did not, I did not feel uh, in the position at all to even teach today. So the enemy's been attacking me. Um, Nevertheless, I dug in and I studied this morning. And so I just want to share with you what I found and it's pretty interesting. So with all that being said, um, obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, a sacrifice that does not flow out of obedience is not pleasing to the Lord. So if you're like me, I don't understand why that saying just, I couldn't just wrap my head around it. I knew what obedience meant and I knew what sacrifice meant, but Obedience is better than sacrifice. I was just like, what does that mean? What does it really mean? Like, I feel like it's something that people just say, but it's like, I felt like there was something deeper to it, and I wanted to know what it was. And so I knew what obedience meant, I thought, and I knew what sacrifice meant, I thought, but I was like, I'm just going to dig in, and I'm just going to see. So... I soon found out that obedience in the Bible um, is relationship of man to God. Okay? So in the Bible, the word obey cannot be found anywhere in Hebrew, in its original context, in Hebrew or in Greek. There's not a word for obey as we know obey. The word that was used is uh, Shema in Hebrew. I didn't write down the Greek one, but similar. But there isn't a, a word for Shema in English, just as in Hebrew, there's not a word for obey. We just, that was like the closest thing we've got to it. Okay, so... In Hebrew, the word that we have translated as obey is Shema. Shema means to hear and to listen. This deeper understanding of the translation of the word obey allows for us to shift our thinking. So I've got this little um, clip that I took out of a book that I want to read to you. It's from a book called... Listening to the Language of the Bible, Hearing It Through Jesus' Ears by Lois Iverberg and Bruce O'Kenna. 
<clears throat> so they say, the word that means hear or listen is an excellent example of the difference between Hebrew and Greek. In Hebrew, physical action is required. In Greek, mental activity is required. Listening in our culture, which much is the Greek culture, we're very Greek-minded. So listening in our culture is a mental activity. And hearing just means that our ears pick up sound. In our culture today, go ahead. I didn't mean to be rude, but God said in my spirit, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'm sorry, but... You're okay. I forget, but he wanted me to say it. <laughs> let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. We need the mind of Christ. Yeah. Thank um, you for being kind to me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so in our culture today, we tend to put all stress on our minds. And we tend to uh, consider action as dead works. Yeah. But Hebrews understood that we have not truly put what we have heard into our hearts until it transforms our lives as well. Huh. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So Shema means to hear with understanding and response. <clears throat> it requires action. Yeah. Obedience, Shema, is a test of faith yes. of our reverence and respect yes. for the Lord. Yes. So, real life example. When I'm at the daycare and I tell a child hey, don't do that, or hey, come here, I need to talk to you, or hey, that swing's going to hit you, move out of the way. If that child just stands there in front of the swing and hears the sound, but they don't move their body in accordance to hearing, they're going to get smacked in the head. Obedience on their part. Right. So... That child should do more than just hear the sound of our voice. Mm -hmm. That child should immediately <laughs> respond and trust mm -hmm. what we have required of them f is for their good and to do it with action. Or suffer the consequence. Right. And, you know, we've all heard our parents say that. You know, they ask us to do something, and when we were kids, why? You know, and it's like, I've heard my dad say it over and over and over, especially to my brother. If I told you to get out of the way because there was a car coming, but I didn't tell you why I told you to get out of the way because there wasn't time to tell you to get out of the way, and you stood there and asked me why, you'd be hit by the car. It's the same principle. So in the Old Testament, Shema means to hear with response. This mirrors relationship like the walk in the garden with the Lord. Um, I, I forgot to look up that scripture, but it's in Genesis. Um, I encourage you to go just read it, where they talk about Adam and Eve. They heard the Lord walking in the garden. So in the Greek 
Um, in the New Testament, the Greek translation of the word obey means to hear under. Okay? So bear with me. Old Testament, obey, translation, hear with response. Okay? Greek, New Testament, hear under. Do you see the change of mindset? The change of thinking? The Greek was very authoritarian. They were very um, hail Caesar and, and, you know, um, Hebrew, it wasn't so much that way. It was more here with response, Mm. trust, faith. Greek, hear and obey, hear under, okay? Um, Hear and come under authority. Yes, thank you. That's what I was trying to say. And that mirrors an authoritative relationship. So in an authority-like relationship, you understand first then you decide whether or not you're going to obey. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. So if you have the faith-like obey, you hear and understand and respond. And don't ask any questions. Right. Mm-hmm. That's faith. That's. But in the Greek-like thinking, which is where our culture is at today, faith is hard. you hear mm-hmm. and you understand, but then you're like, hmm. <laughs> right? You gotta ride the fence a little. Yeah. Well, you know what, Elizabeth? Several years ago, I had a dream about your dad. In this dream, I seen a great big dark hole, and I kept hollering at him, You get away from there. And I'd holler at him, Stay away from there. And there I was doing all that hollering, and then all of a sudden, he fell off into the hole, and there was nothing I could do. And I thought about that. If I would have got up and got a hold of him, you understand what I'm saying? If I would have got up and got him away from that hole instead of just keep hollering at him. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I kept saying, get away from there. And all the terror, what, your parents? Mm-hmm. Having a dream and your child fall off in a dark hole. And that was it, nothing you could do. But there you're hollering all the time. I felt this sad. Okay, go ahead. Genesis 3.8. You want to read it? And they heard the voice of the Lord. They heard walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Thank you. Genesis Mm 3.8. Okay, and I'm, I'm... backtracking a little bit but thank you for looking that up um so the reason why that is brought out that verse in particular they heard um they had already sinned correct because they were hiding in the garden at that point so they heard the lord it's not just they heard him coming it was they heard the lord and to hear is to hear with understanding and response, right? So they heard the Lord. They understood. Their response was they hid. You see, they they ran because to hear the Lord is 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 understanding. So um, okay, so to go go back um, to jump back forward here. So I'm going to repeat this. In an authority like relationship, you understand first, then you obey. 
Whereas with relationship like Shema, you hear and listen. You may not understand, but in faith, you listen and obey. So Psalm 86. I'm going to read the whole chapter here. This is a prayer of David. Okay? Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou, my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous things, thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth, Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion, and gracious long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and save the son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good, that they which hate me see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast hope in me and comforted me. And so I don't know if you could tell, but I tried to emphasize all the areas where he said, bow down thy ear, hear me, hear my call. So before I understood what Shema meant, Mm -hmm. um, because I forgot to mention that earlier, that where it says here in the Bible, here to listen to here is actually the word Shema. So where they use in Old Testament, where it says obey in here, it's the same Hebrew word. It's Shema. And so before understanding what the meaning of Shema meant to hear and to listen, um, it's a call to action. Okay, and so I didn't realize that. So when you read these these Psalms, that David penned, it, it sounds as though he's, he's crying to the Lord in lament, and it is a form of lament. But he, it, when I read it before, I thought he was saying, God, you're not listening. God, where are you? I'm praying. I'm praying. Hello. Okay. But 
after reading commentary after commentary and researching what that word means, what it means to hear, what it means to obey, he wasn't saying, God, open your ears up. He was saying, God, please hear, respond on my behalf. He wasn't saying, listen just to me talk. He was saying, hear me, listen, take action for me. I can't. You can. It wasn't here in the sense that we know here. It wasn't hear me as in the sense that our our voice makes sound and, and, it, and it falls on our eardrums and the vibrations. It wasn't the same. When David was saying, oh God, hear me. It was God, hear me and listen and take action on my behalf. Well, maybe then sometimes, a lot of times, just like those kids down there, was you one of them, they wouldn't listen, and you got them and set them down the stool and said they had to sit there. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, you know. With consequences. Were, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. You or Jessica or one of you did. Yeah. When I sat in there, got one of those kids that wouldn't listen, and mm-hmm. got a hold of them, set them down on that stool. But it, does that go, I think that goes along with what you're saying. Right. But still, maybe we forget to call on God to take care of the matter for the kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so obedience is better than sacrifice. Well, yeah. So now I want us to look at 1 Samuel fifteen twenty two. Forgive me taking time in um, You're okay. You're fine. Uh, yep, chapter 15, verse 22. And I think about all that stuff. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Now, we're going to read this verse again. Okay, but this time I'm going to replace obey with hear and listen, which is Shema. All right, listen to how it changes, okay? And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in hearing and listening to the voice of the Lord? Behold, to hear and listen is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Mm. Which, by the way, uh, Shema, hear, listen, hearken. I forgot to write that one in there. Um, so when he says, and to hearken than the fat of rams, he's, he's literally just saying Shema again there. We changed the translation. So he's saying, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in Shema? The voice of the Lord, behold, to Shema is better than sacrifice, and to Shema than the fat of rams. He said it over and over and over. And if you read the verses right before that, who was he talking to? Saul. What did Saul say? (laughs) I heard the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He did. But he didn't. But did he listen? No. No. 
And so Samuel's, like, literally beating it into his head with a club. Like, he says it over and over and over, like, three times in the same, like, two sentences. Like, you heard, but did you listen? You heard, but did you listen? You heard, you didn't listen. Right. Right? It cost him his kingship, too. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So, then I wanted to look up the meaning of sacrifice, and I wanted to put it up next to what I found out obedience means, to hear and to listen to the voice of the Lord. So to sacrifice something means to give up something that you value for the sake of something else regarded as worthy. So I know that this lesson's been different, and I thank you for bearing with me because no, it's, it's kind good. of like it's kind good. of like oh, teaching, like, like a good. study. It's brought stuff out in my mind. Yeah, I hope that it does. I hope that it makes you think. Like so hey, I'm, I'm sorry. You're okay. I'm uh, remember when I told when I told you as I'm, I told you guys I'm a Mormon, right? <clears throat> but then I told you I told you that I told Ralph you go to church and I go with you. I will obey you. Mm-hmm. So if I obey him, I will sacrifice my religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this kind of like, is it kind of like something like that? Um, that's similar, I believe, because in the Bible it tells us, um, you know, husbands and wives. You obey yes. your husband. You obey your husband. You're right. supposed to submit. Him, whatever church you go, I'll go with you. I will obey you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, that it, and and, and it even means though I will have to sacrifice right my religion right, and even though that is unto your husband, if Christ is the head of your marriage, yes, yes. you're doing it for Christ. Yeah, because I'm doing, I guess I'm doing because I want him to go back to church. Right. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. But it's going to benefit both of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to bless you both. Like you said you sacrifice for the. Uh, what did you say that yes, the sacrifice is you will sacri- give up something for? Yes, uh, something that you value for the sake of something else regarded as worthy. That's yes. why fasting is so powerful. Because yes. you're sacrificing something that you really don't want to give up. Yes. At least temporarily in order to receive something beneficial yes. or a blessing or, or something. Greater. Something, yes, greater from God. Yes. I mean, it's it's a sacrifice on our own part. It's sure. a hard sacrifice. Yes, it is. And yeah. you're talking about, but you know, God like, will honor that. It's, yeah. You know, uh, I, I, you're talking about the faith and the action, and this says like, faith without action is dead. Right. That's yes, right. it is. Faith without action is dead. That's I'm glad right. that you said that. Yep. Yeah. Faith without what? Faith without action is dead. It's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Faith with. Faith without works is dead. The right. Mm-hmm. Works, action. No, works is action. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, to sacrifice something means to give up something that you value for the sake of something considered worthy. Mm-hmm. Obeying, right? To hear and to listen to God's voice. Yes. Okay? So, Hearing and listening to God's voice is better and more pleasing to Him than you sacrificing something of value right. to Him. Right. Okay? In the long run, it always pays off. Yes. So, yeah. if you're sacrificing something, I want you to stop and ask yourself, 
has the Lord asked you to do it? And I, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to. So that, that uh, sermon that popped up on our TV that was playing, the example that he gave was this. He was walking down the street, and there was a homeless man. And he had two bottles of ice-cold water. That homeless man was very thirsty. And he said, what is your immediate response? Well, of course, give them the bottles of water. Okay? Now, this is where some people may not agree, but I want you to hear me out on this, okay? Just ride the wave with me. All right? He said that would have been a sacrifice for him to give his two bottles of cold water to this homeless guy. He was going to do it. That's the decent thing to do. But he obeyed the Lord, listen, and he didn't give the homeless guy the water. He kept walking. Now, you're, I know you guys are looking at me like that's insane. That's not the right thing to do. He had two ice cold bottles of water. Why did he give the homeless guy the bottles of water? And this is what made it click for me, is what he said next. He didn't know that behind him, 20 foot, was a lady who God had told, give this man what water you have. Okay? God didn't tell him to do it. He wanted to sacrifice him to do it, make him feel good. Sure, it's a good work. Sure. Easy. Not really. Kind of a sacrifice. He got those cold bottles for him and his wife. Lady behind him had one bottle of water, and she was supposed to come in contact with that man. Because when she gave him that bottle of water, it opened up a whole conversation. And we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened as a result. But had he had given that, that homeless man the bottles of water, the woman that was 20 feet behind him wouldn't have been able to give the homeless man the bottle of water. And that interaction never would have happened. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's the story that made it really click for me, was just because it's a good thing, just because it's a good sacrifice, makes sense. I mean, who would even think something so small as giving somebody a bottle of water would be disobedient to the Lord? But you don't know who's behind you or in front of you or beside you that God told to do it. He didn't tell you. You're just trying to, you know, be yeah. a good person. And so something so small like that. So back to one of our very first lessons with this Gals of Grace. With Martha and Mary. Okay. We're, we still are just wrapping this all in. And I think it's so awesome how the Lord works. And this is something he's been trying to work in my life. Mary was in the living room at his feet, right? Martha was in the kitchen doing service and works, right? Listen to this. 
Are you running straight past the living room to get to the kitchen? Are you getting so caught up in the kitchen service and sacrifice that you're missing hearing and listening to your father? Are you bypassing Shema in the living room at his feet? When we hear and we listen to his voice followed by sacrificing what he requires of us, it is then that we will have true relationship with him. So the next time that you feel the Lord is asking you to sacrifice, make sure that it's the Lord calling you to sacrifice. Because here's the thing. If the Lord's in the living room and he wants you to be sitting at his feet and you just bypass him and go to the kitchen, when you get to heaven, you're going to be one of the ones that say, but God, I did all this stuff for you. And see, when that's another verse. Whenever I used to read that, I'd be like, well, that's obviously these people that don't believe in Jesus and these people that do all these works and say it's in his name and they'll have really a relationship with him. Nope. It applies to us directly as Christians in the church because, and this is where it can be a slippery slope, you can be on the board of your church You can be the Sunday school teacher. You can be there every single service. You can be doing the fundraisers. You can be singing the songs. You can be the musician. But if you're just, if you are just solely focusing on the service, on the sacrifice, and you're bypassing the relationship, the hearing and listening and then the sacrifice, if you're bypassing those first two, when you get to heaven, who's going to say, I didn't know you. To know is to have relationship. To know Shema. It's more than obey. It's hearing. It's listening. So whenever I looked up, Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's that's the road that it took me down. And it, it was convicting. Very. I mean, very. it's very convicting to modern-day Christians, especially because it's... Yeah. You can do all kinds of good things. You can live a good life. You can be, you know, I'm doing air quotes, a good person. You can go to church every time there's a service, but if you're not hearing his voice Mm -hmm. and acting on what he says Mm -hmm. and just sacrificing things that he's like, I didn't ask you to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you, I I wanted you to do this. You're missing the whole point. And not only are you missing the point, you're hindering. Because when he talks to us, that's a blessing to be able to hear his voice. So when he talks to us, 
and he wants us to act, it's not, again, it's not just about you. There's all kinds of people that by your call to action and hearing and listening what the Lord has to say, you've heard it. It's physics or science or whatever. In action, there's an immediate reaction and it's a ripple effect. Well, if you don't obey when he... It's like a domino effect. Yes. Yes, exactly. It does stop. And where it was maybe supposed to go this way, it'll trail off this other way. He's, he's God. It, it doesn't stop him. But he uses us as willing vessels. So... He's right. What he wanted to do through you, he'll move on to the next. And you don't want to miss that. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, Elizabeth, all through the years, there's been different things God has dealt with me with. That even my pastor's wives, things they did, and God would tell me no. And God's word does say you're not to measure and compare yourself with one another. It isn't wise. But I remember one time after years went on, things that God dealt with me. In fact, when I come here, Ernie was telling everybody, my mom never did wear pants. (laughs) I don't put people down. We're all going to answer to God what we do and we don't do. But what I want to tell you, God dealt with me. And uh, I said, Lord, is this you? Do you really want me to do this? It was some things that bothered me. Even my leader did. And God told Norma, no. I had a dream one night. And I was standing in this big room. There was a big window right in front of me. And I heard like a boom or explosion. And I walked over to see what it was. And the glass had broke. And when I looked out, I saw a big round thing like sacrifice stone. And when I looked, I seen it wasn't a storm. First I thought it was a storm. You know, when I heard the boom or whatever it was, the sun was shining. And this water, I saw water come up out of that thing, you know, like they do sacrifice. Water taken up into heaven and I seen fire lapping it up. And God said, I've taken it. Mm. He told me. He took it up. So here's what we got to learn too. It's easy for our mind to judge or think things we shouldn't. We all do it. And sometimes it comes when you don't even want to think it. But God's word says we are not to measure and compare ourselves with one another. And another thing he said, to whom much is given, much is required. If I read the word and I know the word and God tells me no, I'm blessed through obedience. Obedience is better. And sacrifice. But I wondered what I was doing. I'm honest, Elizabeth. Right. Well, you do. And I I mean, it bothered me because some of my leaders did things that God was talking to me about. And then he showed me in that that he took that up. There was water, it was pulled up, and fire lapped it up. Kind of like Elijah. (laughs) Yeah. And he said, I've accepted it. Right. In other words, yeah, that I'd obey him. He took it up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so when God asks us 
to sacrifice something yeah. or when God asks us to do something. Um, I think we've talked about this before. A lot of times, it's crazy. Yeah. You, you want a question. You do. And, and, and see, that's where the, the, the Greek thinking comes in, okay? Yeah. And a lot of that is because of the culture that we have Oh, been right, ra- been brought yeah. up in yeah. because when God tells us something and we're like, <laughs> that don't make any sense. Right? Like oh. God, why that? Surely that's not you. We try to understand it first. There's a book called When God Doesn't Make Sense. Yes. So we try to understand it first. Reason it out. In reason. Yeah. And no. then we decide whether or not we want to obey. That is not Shema. It's a doubt, too. God yes. always told and, me when I first say, trust me and lean after your own understanding. And in Pastor Ernie's lesson, um, on uh, I believe it was this last Sunday, he even says, um, let me see here. Boy, she's a bookkeeper. Oh, <laughs> oh she takes really good notes, too. So, Saul, okay? <clears throat> Back to Saul, back to 1 Samuel. This is what Pastor Ernie taught on. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that it's coincidence. Mm -hmm. I don't base my lessons off of what the leaders of our church teach on. So if you ever are here and my lesson coincides with what has been being taught at church, it's exactly, (laughs) and I'm not trying to put myself up on a pedestal, but I am saying that if we are in the body of Christ, he lays the same things on our hearts for a reason. Yeah. And so in 1 Samuel 15, that chapter, Saul began to decide for himself what was good. Okay? Somewhere between Shema, okay? Somewhere between hearing and listening and Hearing and listening. So somewhere between hearing and listening, he decided to reason, to compromise, right? And he let doubt and pride creep in. Pastor Ernie just talked about this. It's no coincidence. Well, back up, and I can't remember who was teaching on it, but it, it might have been Brother Trampas, but... Back before, with with Saul, back before he came to that point, mm-hmm. he was told in battle all the ites to kill everything. That's all this lesson. That the same That's lesson? this lesson. So he was told to kill them all. Exactly. He, did. he, he didn't did. obey. He kept, he the, kept best the best livestock son. and the king. Yeah, that's the same sermon. That's and the that's, same sermon. Okay, and that's yep. why he sacrificed because, those. Because. But he was supposed to have killed them in, during exactly. battle. Exactly. But you can see Saul's thinking. Mm. Okay? God tells Saul, I want you to take every person that's against me and kill them and their livestock every good thing that's there is not good take it and kill it so Saul's thinking first he's like yeah absolutely we're gonna do it they're in battle then he's like he gets there right 
And he sees, like, man, he's like, these sheep are really fat. Those would be some really good lamb chops. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that grain, that looks pretty good. We could make lots of bread for Passover or whatever. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? He takes it upon himself. Overstep God. Yes, because for that moment, he thought he knew better than God. That is the curse of man. From the beginning of time, we come to the point between hearing and listening. Okay? We don't just hear and listen and obey immediately in faith. We have Greek thinking. We hear it, understand it, ponder it, reason it, then decide, are we going to do it? God, I think I, think I missed you. I think this is what we need to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a full surrender. <laughs> yes. Elizabeth, a full, full surrender, surrender is the hardest thing in anybody's life. And not questioning. Because right. I've been in the Lord since 1957. It's all I was about faith years old. and surrender. And I was afraid God would want me to do this or do that. And Norma didn't want to do it. But I have found out. A full surrender is peace. And then as he takes you along, I said, Oh, Lord, I'm so glad that I'm yielding. It's the most wonderful life it is. Yeah. And at my time and how this world is, I've had to ask him forgive me because I have wanted to go on yeah. over and over. Like my mom. <laughs> huh? My mom but, does too. And, and it's just things in the world's getting worse. But what I'm saying is, I've never had the peace in my whole Christian life like I have since I made a full surrender. Right. Uh, It wasn't all that long ago, I'm honest. I mean, he was in my life. I was still obeying, like I told you the story of that glass break and all, and he confirmed things to me. But it's just a full surrender is the most blessed life. And I say, Lord, this is a day you've made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it and whatever you want to do in my life. Well, God's will, not done with you. That's why you're, you're still here. And your, also, your will be done. That's yeah, what I prayed. I remembered a guy said you will still live for another 40 something years. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? This, 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 Just that. basically, God's not done with you yet. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, I was going to say that's been said before, yeah. a full surrender isn't just a one and done. No. And and that's it's something that purpose. the Lord had to deal with me. A full surrender is any and every time yes. he calls you to sacrifice something. Yes. Yes. That's that Shema. That's that hearing and listening in faith. Yeah. That's in in that moment, regardless of what it is, you need to be able to surrender it. It's, you know, I grew up in church. I was raised in church. I'm very thankful and fortunate. I have my whole family on both sides and my husband's family. I mean, yeah. I'm surrounded by by yeah. other believers in the faith, and I'm so thankful for that. Yes. But I, I and I'm not, I'm not bashing anyone or the church or anything, but I do believe that, when it is preached to have a full surrender, 
that a lot of people, especially new Christians, I know I myself felt that way, that a full surrender, well, that's just giving your life to God. That it's a one and done. And I do believe that we need to preach that and teach that more, especially today. Because a full surrender isn't just one and done surrender. It's a continual daily sacrifice. Yes. Daily. And the more you do it and you realize the blessing, the more you'll yield. Yeah, especially nowadays, so, it's more difficult to be obedient because there's a lot of distraction around. There. Exactly, <laughs> distraction is huge, mm-hmm. and 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 I I don't remember if that was something I had said in another before, lesson you before. Don't have TV, don't have phone, don't have radio. Oh yeah, go to church. Look at this. But they yeah. they still they still had distractions, mm-hmm. but. Today, it's just, it's like consuming. You know, so some people say, oh, you know, God's stuff showing miracles. There are still miracles. We're just too distracted. Yes, yes, yes. They still exist. They still happen. Yes. You know, those old people that they see in the skies, in the air, in the trees, they're still there. It's just that we are distracted yep. with little things. And and the more distracted you are in your mind and here the harder it is to hear his voice because he speaks in a still small voice. So the things that are the loudest, you know, that's something too I've been struggling with. Exactly. Shema. That's one of the things we went to Bell to the revival and Jonathan met that evening and he was there. And the Lord gave a message in tongues to a sheep. How sheep hear my voice and obey and I forget all the rest of it and he, he came around to two or three of us and hugged us and asked for forgiveness and everything and that was the first thing that came to my mind to tell him listen to this still small voice yeah and it's like it's like it clicked I mean I could see it I could feel yeah. it that it clicked in him somehow he had it didn't come to yeah. him before I gotta say something I think that back to I used to wonder why God would ask back then those kings to kill everything, even the animals, even, you know, and, to, and get rid of all, everything. I used to question that in my mind. Why would God want even the animals killed, you know? Well, I think I, I remember studying or hearing it, but all of that, they carried spirits. They yeah. carried the evil spirits that they worshipped, the idols that, right. that they all, that, that heathens worshipped. And that was carried on the animals and on their their objects, their idols of worship. Yeah. He didn't want them to take all that back to their people because they, right. they're just like the deal from Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's starting to come together. That's, you don't take that back to your home. No. You just don't do it because so, it'll, it'll overwhelm you and t- overtake you. Yeah. Right. Animals have free choice, too. That's why I believe I believe that because there's too many instances in scripture where um animals allowed spirits evil demonic spirits to be in them um and and Jesus himself even cast spirits into swine. Mm-hmm. Well from the beginning of time the the devil used a serpent to beguile Eve. So the devil evil 
can use an animal just as much as he can use us. Anything that God created to praise, yep, anything God created to praise him, to hear him, listen, and obey him, the devil can use just the same. He's a counterfeiter. Exactly. Everything. <laughs> so yeah, I and I believe that. I believe that that's why he he commanded them to be all be killed, was because they were consumed with evil, and that's not pleasing unto the Lord. Well, that was my thought. Why? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he have them bring them back and use them as a sacrifice? But no, right. that was the wrong thing to do. Right. But don't question it. Right. Yep. So um, I'm going to go ahead and end this, and um, I hope that if anything that you take away from this um, is when you do hear obey um, and sacrifice, when you hear obedience is better than sacrifice, that you won't just hear it and use it just like common phrase, that it'll make you ponder in your hearts and make you think. Um, and, And I encourage you, look it up for yourself. Look up, is obey in the Bible? Look up Shema. Look up the Greek word. I I forgot to write it down, but in Greek it's different. In Hebrew it's different. Neither one really mean what we interpreted it to mean. So I encourage you to study that for yourself. um, And if, if anything else, to take away from this today, obedience is better than sacrifice. Living room time is more important than kitchen time. And I'm meaning that in the sense of Martha and Mary. Relationship Relationship is better than service. Mm -hmm. So think about that. And I felt to say just one more thing. Jesus obviously was the prime and ultimate example of this. Mm -hmm. You look at his ministry. He obeyed. Right? He shema. He heard and he listened. What did that lead to? The ultimate sacrifice. Yes. Okay. Yes. For us. It was hard on him, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So just think about that. Yeah. You know, if anything, Jesus himself is the, is the example of, he Amen. is what Shema was. That is, yes. So if you ever forget... <laughs> Just think of it like that. Jesus' ministry was hear, listen, sacrifice. You can't have the sacrifice if you don't have the hear and the listen. Otherwise, the sacrifice is in vain. And so, so anyways, I thank you all for coming today. Yeah, that was really good, Elizabeth, for good, (laughs) more deep than what you even realized. Probably with all of us, if we'll be honest. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I ask that if this episode touched you in any way that you would share so that it would reach others. And I also ask that whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that you would give us a rating um, for whatever reason that helps um, with like the the growth um, and and it just helps get the word out about this podcast and our my main goal and mission is to just spread the gospel um, and to just 
to just lead in the way that the Lord calls me to do. And so I just ask that um, if if the Lord lays it on your heart to share this, then please share it um, and give us a rating below. That would help us out greatly. And I apologize for any of the interruptions. Um, a lot of these episodes I do live, and so I don't go back and edit them um, because I truly believe that uh, things that are said are, are intended to be heard by someone somewhere, and I like to keep things real. So um, it's not as professional as some podcasts, but that's okay. I felt like um, that's what makes us different, and Uh, that that's what the Lord laid on my heart to do. So I just thank you for joining us and I encourage you to join us next time. God bless you and have a wonderful day.